This is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, episode 23. And with me today, I have Rita Sedani, who I've known for, I'm trying to think now, must be two, three years or more, maybe? Anyway, Rita and I have met at least twice that I can think of, um, Gilio meetups in London, and also I'm pretty sure you came along to a Filofaxy one anyway. Good good morning, morning. greetings, morning, Rita. Steve. Morning. It's it's great to have you with us today because I'm sure I've seen a lot of your periscopes um, online yes. and some of them get very deep and <laughs> meaningful. But it's sort of give me a little bit of an insight into the real Rita, uh, as it were. Uh, you're quite an intensive person, I think, in, yeah. in a nice way. And <laughs> and it's um, you've shared some sort of elements of, of you know how you plan and what have you on that and I thought you know you're just a perfect person really to explore some of the different aspects that uh, Karine and I have sort of chatted about over the last few weeks at least and because um, I remember um, for instance the way you sort of plan sort of your work life which is very busy and what have you you run uh, your own company you're a partner and what have you as far as I remember and that must be quite intensive in itself, let alone having to have a, you know, social life and all the rest of it with it. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to shut up for a minute for once and let Rita introduce herself well, thank properly. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, so um, as you indicated, I do run my own business. I actually co-own an agency for voiceovers. And um, you're right, it's uh, very busy, very fast moving. It's very project orientated, actually. It's like a series of mini projects when you get a particular production you need to work mm -hmm. on, an audio production. And so <clears throat> nothing's ever finished. It's Everything's always ongoing and you're always waiting for an answer. And so the way that I approach that planning is vastly different to how I approach my, <laughs> my personal planning and my personal life. Funny enough, I don't I don't really plan it in the way that most people plan their personal lives. I don't schedule <clears throat> every part of it. You know, obviously, if I have a fixed appointment, that gets written down. But the rest of it is what I term uh, what we what we decided on Periscope over a period of time. We've decided we called it abstract planning <laughs> because it's like a series of little essays that is written down in my planner as opposed to you know, endless to-do lists or um, <clears throat> uh, tracking. I don't I, I don't track in the conventional yeah. way. I don't really colour right. code. Whereas my, my work planner is, is much more simpler and much more traditional, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how we can sort of phase between two different approaches um, in sort of work mode compared to, you know, outside of yeah, work. Yeah, but I think that reflects very much my personality. You know, when I've got my work mm. hat on, it's really about production. It's about getting mm. things done. You know, it's about being productive yeah. and being efficient and getting things done in the not just the quickest of time, but without compromising the service that we offer or the quality of work that's mm. being done. It's a very detail orientated kind of job actually. It's it's like it's like project mm. management, really. Yeah. Um, but these are very, very short term projects rather than long term mm. projects. Um but funny enough, David Allen 
was probably uh, quite an influencer on me with work in terms of do not use your brain to memorize because that's not what it's for. It's there for creativity. And so that was been mm. my biggest takeaway from, from GTD. And so that's what I apply into my work life. Do you find that keeping the two apart, as it were, that it helps you sort of switch off from doing work? Um, not really. Yes know. and no. Yes, in the sense that I'm very aware that I need my I need balance in life. I'm I'm a, the kind of person that needs inner balance, not outer balance, inner balance. Yeah. And so that's mm -hmm. important. I need that me time. That's very very important. But yeah. you'll find that when you're, I think you know, a lot of self-employed people will will feel the same way, or entrepreneurs. Um, that because it requires so much of you in terms of motivation, in terms of examining your belief systems, in terms of believing in yourself and in your business, that actually it does spill over into your personal life too. And so some mm. of my, what I call inverted commas, abstract planning can consist of mm. how I feel about my business at any given time or what challenges I'm going through. So in any given day, would you say that you're equally using both planning systems overlapping each other and all that? So they can both be open on your desk? They can instance, do, and, yes. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, because because I am what I call an abstract planner and because that kind of takes a form of journaling, it's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily able to do that on a daily basis. But no. um, something personal will go down and usually that's usually a bit of gratitude mm. or something mm. like that to set the day off right and yeah. then and then moving into mm. the work planner because yeah, that then helps you sort yeah. of get on yeah. with your day doesn't yeah, it because you, you don't want to approach you know most people that i know of wake up with dread in their stomach for all the things they've got to get through in their day mm. and that's probably the worst way to start off when you're self-employed you oh, know yeah. when you've got to motivate mm. you yeah, because you, you've got to That's motivate it. yourself all right, the time, Right, absolutely. You? So yeah. if you've got that anxiety of, oh, my goodness, I've got so much to do, you know, that's a crazy mm. position to start your day off in. So yeah. I insist on having, you know, a little bit of a morning routine, which will consist a bit of exercise, a decent breakfast, and then a little bit of gratitude. And even if it means that mm. my day starts off rushed or late it's fine because it always figures itself out because i started it off right but the days yeah, that i sacrifice that my day is a complete nightmare it is it's <laughs> such a nightmare and i spend more of it procrastinating <laughs> than in than actually getting anything done so you're sounding very much like me <laughs> <Do> you, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> You, you do what I do, you get up, go to the gym. Well, I don't have any sort of working hours, as it were. It's just from when I wake up until I, when I go to sleep at night sometimes. Because I never sort of stop in in some ways. And yet other times in, in the day, I can just sort of switch off and go into sort of, sort of thinking about mode. Yeah. And, you know, there's no real sort of structure half of the time to yeah. my day. It, Abstract it, is a fairly good way of describing how my planning is. It's funny because real. I grew up in a house of workaholics and so I became a mm. workaholic and I've had to readdress yeah. all of that and actually go into almost the opposite direction so I could almost learn how not to be a workaholic. Um, yeah. 
give yourself yeah, some give space sort of thing a breather but you know this is where mm. people will actually and i see people do this they'll actually map out when they're going to take their breaks when they're going to have their rest yeah. time i can't work like that because my business is no. very reactive for one you know a mm. client will come in and i don't know when they're going to come in and be like we need a voice for tomorrow you know and obviously i mm. have to that has to take priority <laughs> and equally i'm very aware of the fact that i'm mood based um which is which yeah. is quite quite taxing it can be quite mm. frustrating when you are mood based to to deal with that and keep that um in check you can be more productive when you're exactly. in a good mood and exactly. happy mood and you can that makes up for the sort of the, the lesser that's exactly sort of yeah but then when i am in yeah. those uh, lull moods when i am you know whether it's feeling a little bit anxious or or feeling low um that's when the abstract planning comes into comes into play because that mm. will almost reset my system yeah you can sort of distract yeah. yourself with, yeah. with so, that can't you yeah you can i would say of... my personal planning is very much geared towards my mental health and personal development hmm yeah, it's 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 an, it's an interesting sort of combination because it must sort of help you sort of recover from you know maybe sort of a, a slightly difficult client has been on the phone to you and you think you know we've got to put this in back into perspective and sort of move on and then of course the nice client rings up and you you don't want to reflect to them the sort of previous phone call you've just had with a sort of less than nice client yeah. I would think. It's it's mm. funny because we've I think both both me and my business partner have gone into this habit over 10 years of where every single client gets the same treatment from us no matter how low maintenance mm. or high maintenance they are and by high maintenance yeah. I mean complete and utter nightmare where you want to throttle them <laughs> um, but they get the same they get the same level of service and they get the same treatment from us but yes of course if you have mm. a nightmare client um, it can be difficult then obviously to move on from that and to to have a better day as a result of it um, mm. And I think these things always take practice. They really, really do. Yeah. Um, and that's where the gratitude comes into play, actually, because just as I'll be giving thanks for mm. whatever's going on in my personal life, I'll write about the good clients, the ones that are, you know, easy mm. to maintain and easy to give a good service mm. to um, and aren't particularly difficult. Uh, uh, and that must help with sort of future business as well in terms of them recommending you and most like of our that, business is referral interestingly enough yeah. most of our business is referral yeah. i think because we're quite um our ethic is quite high when it comes to customer service so mm. excellent yeah. uh, so what sort of planners do you use for each sort of half of your life or which you know rather than half and half two-thirds <laughs> yeah i have i actually have just one planner for my uh work which at the moment, it was right. rings, it was a Gilio, mm -hmm. um, but I've since moved over to a dapper desk. Um, yeah, Ooh, it's a leather-bound notebook, and uh, it's a day on one page, right. 365 days. And then on one right. side, you've got your, um, I think it starts at 8am till 9pm, and then on the next mm. side, you have to-dos, and then underneath, you have um, notes. And that works perfect for, right. for me because on mm. the left-hand side, I'll literally have the schedule of my actors and they'll be colour-coded. Mm -hmm. They'll be green for actual right. jobs and um, mm -hmm. blues for 
on holiday or unavailable. And that just keeps mm-hmm. it nice and simple right. for me. And then on the other side mm-hmm. will be my to-do list because with work, we mm-hmm. always have to-dos. And then in the notes yeah. section, there might be notes about a project. Sometimes it might just be a quote. A lot of the times, a lot of my work can actually just stay on my email. And that remind that acts mm. as my diary yeah. as such, you know, yeah. it acts as my to do yeah. list. I, I, I mm. find it almost a pointless exercise in transferring things over from computer to paper when it's not really necessary. Um, no. I think that's a complete utter waste of time. Yeah, it can it, uh, you want to try and avoid duplication? Yeah, I think so. Of... I'm all about efficiency. I really am all about efficiency. Mm. And uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of crossing things out. I love that. Cross it. I love it. Oh, I love yes. it. There's such joy in just going tick. You know, it's such joy. Do you ever have that moment where you, you've you've spent sort of an hour or two intensively doing something and then you realise it wasn't on yes. your list? Oh, I've done that before. I've done that before. I, I write it. I write them yeah, in. They, yeah, I, yeah I, do I do that too. I do that too. It's that satisfaction, isn't it, of saying, I bloody well yeah. did that. You know, sorry. <laughs> Um, but it is it's that satisfaction of just crossing it out so i do i do that too i write it down i did that today it's that proud moment you know but i well, think otherwise, you know you even my... when you make a mistake like that you almost have to celebrate yeah. it and i think that's that art of writing it down to say i did that and taking mm. it off also when you look back again um say two or three weeks on you know what were you doing on a particular day you've actually got a record of that it that is then, true you? but there are days where we're so busy we're so inundated that actually my my day page will be completely blank because i've been too busy yeah. working with clients but it's it, what it. you've been doing is contained right. effectively within the That's email it. records That's you, aren't they? So, so you've got some record of it somewhere <clears throat> maybe not in your planner yeah. but know elsewhere so that no, it sort of works yeah. in that sense as well yeah, I so what do you use is sort of for your planning your you know doing your journaling and plan, your, your sort of personal Notebooks. side of stuff i'm in a i'm actually in a yeah. foxy fix it was a planner mm-hmm. that was actually custom made for me by um not the leather but the inside was made for me by cat right. boho paper cottage um and she put mm-hmm. it together with me and it contains uh three or four inserts and um, right. actually, I, I'm, I, I don't, I keep everything undated in my personal stuff. Mm. And I flip between one insert and another. So any poor mm-hmm. person that has the, has the job of reading my diary <laughs> once I pass, they're going to be like, well, it's July in this insert, but it's actually May in this insert. And then we're back to August <laughs> in this insert. So it's quite, it's quite amusing, actually. It's really yeah. rather funny. It's, in some senses, though, if you were just putting down your thoughts or, you know, how you were feeling and, and what have you, the actual day that it happened on isn't doesn't really have much uh, sort of bearing on you as a well, person, really, it does depends. it? it depends. It really depends. For me, no. But I think for somebody mm. who might be wanting to look for progress or... Uh, you know, almost tracking in an abstract way, which is what Mm. I do, then it might be more important, which is why I have now got into the habit of dating things. Um, So one of the things I know that you're very well aware of this is that um, for the last however many years, I have been um, 
working my way through and dealing with depression and I've come out the other side and it's mm. much harder I find to track and I've seen this before on people's um, Facebook pages and things where they have mood trackers and um, I mm. don't really see the benefit of that to be perfectly honest in having a graph to right. show how bad you felt on one day and how good no. you felt on the other day for me it's more important uh, it's difficult to you know how many you know do you do it on a one to five one to ten and then some you know you, you know when you're at the sort of the top end you know when you're at the bottom end but sort of in between some could be sort of you know very subjective well, absolutely, in a way but it? even more so how, how what triggered you to be at that low mood and what triggered you to be at that yeah. high mood and i think actually that is yeah. more important than how you felt yeah. that day it's how you bridge mm. that gap from feeling low to feeling peaceful content mm. happy is you know fickle the whole is much yeah. more Right, it's how, it's you, how got you got the... there. And so for me, my, yeah. my diary, and you know, I, I do advocate on reading it back. You'll see progression from things that I felt about myself, for example, um, to how mm -hmm. I might feel now or goals that I yeah. wanted to achieve. So, uh, uh, you know, when people set physical goals, so for example, um, one goal that I set this year was to lose weight. Right. And that obviously mm -hmm. consisted of eating better, exercising more, drinking water, mm -hmm. taking supplements, those sorts of things. Interestingly yeah, enough, yeah. in my diary, you will not find anything about that whatsoever. Because right. for me, and this is where, you know, keeping an abstract planner, I'm going to keep doing the inverted commas, um, is <laughs> the air quotes. Um, the uh, keeping an abstract planner can be really useful in this way because going to the gym to lose weight because I felt fat wasn't particularly motivating and I wasn't doing no. it consistently because I was abusing my body so much and I was very aware of this I was talking to myself in a really really negative way and I was aware of this because one I was doing it in my mind and two it's in my journals and then I thought well mm -hmm. okay this isn't working so I'm not quite at a place where I can go oh I love my body because that to me was a little bit mm. insincere but mm. how can I tie a value to me going to the gym? What can I do? And so what you'll find in my journal is actually me asking that question. So me saying mm. abusing my body, abusing myself doesn't work. It's not working for me. Mm. I need to learn to accept myself from where I am and work from where I am. But how can I tie it to a value which makes me want to go to the gym? Now, uh, mm -hmm. last year I actually worked out with a personal trainer and one of the things that he reminded me of, I, I would say the word taught, but actually it's something I'd just simply forgotten, is that to get through a, a physical session, particularly with what he was putting me through, it required a lot of mental strength. Your brain fibs mm -hmm. when your brain is telling you your body is tired. Actually, it's not that yeah. tired. Um, you need to push no. past that. And so he was teaching me this mm -hmm. mental battle. And so whilst I've been exercising this year, I've noticed this mental battle and what goes on and I'm getting mentally stronger. And as a result of getting mm. mentally stronger, I'm getting physically fitter. And as a result of getting phys physically fitter, I'm getting uh, more stamina and more energy. Now that's mm. tied to my values. And so simply writing mm. that down and going, ah, now I'm going to the gym to be mentally and physically strong and energetic. Boom. There you go. That's that's mm. that breakthrough. And gives gives you more energy Absolutely. throughout the day. And therefore I'm better and more productive in my business, which ties in with yeah. my work ethic. So that mm. 
the whole thing sort of Absolutely. does a full cycle on its own. Absolutely. And it's the same with anything. You know, it's also the, the other thing that was really interesting this year in, in, in keeping a journal of sorts or keeping this abstract planner was watching how not to set goals for myself. So one goal that mm. I know you've been following um, that I set last year was to read a book a week. Now, how that came yes. about was the, um, what's that book called? You know, The Magic of Tidying Up? The con, con I can't remember. Kareen's a massive fan of it. It's a Japanese lady, yeah. right? I'm sure listeners will know what I'm talking about. But I started that book until I got to the books where she says, if you haven't read it, you're not going to get rid, Right. That's not part of my value system. I was like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work. You you haven't seen my to-do-to-read pile. I can't do that. That's wasteful. So so my my role, honestly, when I got to that point, I was like, okay, so my goal is to purge books. I can't get rid of books that I haven't read. That's wasteful. I'm not doing it. So I'm going to have to read 200 books. So you know what? For the year, I'm going to read a book a week. That was it. Mm. There was no more thinking. All I wanted to do was perch and honour myself Mm. by reading because I couldn't perch without reading. That was it, right? So. I remember you sort of go showing all the the books in the bookshelves. Yeah, and there's more (laughs) behind them as well. Um, And so when I started this goal... I didn't think what it meant. I didn't plan for how much time I'd need to allocate for reading every day. I didn't allocate for each week what I'd need to do in order to schedule it in. I didn't think, oh my gosh, I'm going to read 52 books in 2016 when I've only read about five in 2015. I didn't consider any of that, right? Can I just interrupt you here? Because when you say you read a book a week... I think need the listeners to understand that these aren't sort of light no, romantic novels that you're delving into. They're quite heavyweight subjects, <laughs> most of them. And I'm going, do I even understand the title, let alone what's actually between the 300 pages? And you get through it in a week, and I'm going, how on earth you manage that? <laughs> yeah, it is all personal development, business, spiritual. But that wasn't the plan. So I didn't have a... See, this is what I was saying is I didn't set any of this out. I just, I on a whim, it was set on a whim. I decided I'm going to read a book a week. So none of this is in my planner. But what I discovered, (laughs) what I discovered as I read a book a week was I was being consistent and I was forming this habit. And trust me, it's not been easy to do. But in my planner, what you'll find is me writing about... Why has this goal been so successful where others have failed mm. so badly? Yeah. And really what I decided in the end. And it's not as if you've got a long commute. No, in no, each not day, at all. I, I, <laughs> you're I actually, you from actually my work from home. So... To my bathroom, back <laughs> to my office. bedroom, and then to my office. It's like feet. It's like three feet, four feet, you know? So I, I... You must be reading as you walk around no, the house. I, you know what? I dedicate time in the evening. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I've obviously had to, I've had to make sacrifices, but I kind of worked it out as I went along. Um, but none of this yeah. is in my planner. None of it's, and that that's what was so interesting to me is that I didn't plan it out. Mm. I didn't account for any obstacles. I didn't think about it being fifty-two books. I just took it one book at a time. And what I realise mm. is the reason that I'm being successful with this goal, and this is where the abstract planning w- kind of figured it yeah. out for me by writing this out, because I'm forever asking myself questions. Why is this goal being successful? What is it? And what it was for me is mm. that 
I tied it to my values. That was number one. Number two, mm. I didn't think about what it was going to take. Therefore, I didn't already have obstacles mm -hmm. in my mind. And number three, mm. I didn't get too emotionally attached to the end result. You know? Mm. Do you ever, uh, in your sort of personal side of your journaling and sort of planning and what have you, do you ever note down... Um, you know, world events that may um, influence your sort of mood. No, I don't watch news precisely for that reason. No. All right. No, I don't watch the news. So when the Paris attacks happened, actually, do you remember yeah. I was meant to be in Paris that particular... That's so right. Yes, yes, yes. I was in Paris. And we were all sort of going, where, right. where's Rita? Panic. She's in Paris and she's been blown up or whatever. And I was like, I woke up that Saturday That's morning. Right, yes. I was like... Why yeah. have I got like 50 messages and missed phone calls <laughs> and all sorts at 6.30 in the morning? Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously... I also remember us exchanging a <laughs> lot of messages we, about what the did. current we situation was. We that week, didn't we? Because you were yeah. going to London and I was Gosh, going to yes, Paris. Yes, yes. And I think both of us did our trips. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, even in that situation, um, no, I didn't... I didn't I didn't write that down. And in fact, very rarely does anything. I'm thinking about how world events may influence your mood. Yeah, they don't. Things. No, they the... don't. No, they, they, don't. Oh, they you, don't. You sort of not shut yourself off and you're not cold. No, from, you, um, you, it's impossible to be. Events, I think if you're but, on social media, yeah. you're going to find out. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, you're going to find out and you'll, you'll have your own thoughts and, and what yeah. have you. And they, in, you know, unintentionally may sort of influence your mood of the day. But rather, do you actually ever think, you know, what I was thinking of is if you were feeling slightly down that day, you might record why, uh, maybe because of a sort of world event. Not yeah, I think it's important you. to write down what your triggers are um, so that yeah. you can deal with them. I wouldn't say mm. avoid them deal with them you need to f figure out a mm. way to deal with them and actually most of my battle mm. is with myself you know things like uh, low self-esteem yeah. self you know limiting mm. self-beliefs um disapproval from people that sort of thing and that's what i've had to kind of confront mm. so if something like world mm. events is your trigger then you need to figure out mm -hmm. how to actually deal with that um, and how yeah. to confront it. I'm not one for avoidance. I don't, it hasn't helped me. It hasn't served me. And so I don't watch the news mm. to avoid, but I, I don't watch mm -hmm. the news because it, I don't personally believe it serves me in any way. No, I find sometimes the news, yes, I will go and look at things in more detail um, if I want to, because I find the sort of, news broadcasts sometimes just sort of skip yeah. over too many things and they don't really sort of tell you much but um yeah, yeah i no, think if i was to watch the news i would have to read every newspaper and watch every do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. to get that but you know yes. I, I have a degree in history so so much in, in addition to uh yeah, reading I, exactly <laughs> and that's it something else to be but because I, I just have this innate thing in me that i have to have all the information before i can make an opinion um, so mm. I, could, I don't think I could manage that, to be honest. So I'm going to ask you for a tip for people that might wish to adopt your method My of planning. planning. To finish your abstract planning. 
you've described a lot of it, I think, anyway. My tip, um, my tip would be... No, no, it's fine, there. it's fine, it's good. No, my tip would be is to don't be afraid to pose questions that you might not necessarily have the answer to immediately. That would be my tip mm. because, you know, if something is bothering you, for example, or in my case where some, you know, I couldn't understand why one goal was working so well and why another wasn't, ask a question. Don't necessarily look for the answer. Just ask the question and write about it. And then let it go, leave it be, mm. and see what happens over the next couple of days, few weeks. It might even take a couple of months. And when you come back to revisit it, I bet you you'll come up with an answer. And it's a, such an incredible skill to build of uh, self-reliance mm. as well. So that, that would be my tip, yeah. is just simply pose questions. And sort of, you know, work on work on it sort of, to continually improve yeah and, progress and over like perfection that. that's my mantra progress over perfection yeah there you go well it's been brilliant yeah, talking to you great. rita and i know you're a busy person and you've got other stuff to do um later today but where can we find you on the net so people can sort of catch up with you and... uh, periscope rita sedani you. um that's how right. you'll find me at, at most of my time most, most. and then instagram <laughs> um my stationary dedicated account actually is That's Reet's right. mm. Stationary Madness and stationary spelt with the E, correct way. It's all right. I will share the link <laughs> in, the, in the show that. notes. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much, Rita. It's been lovely talking to you. We, we could, could go on for hours. We could. Sure. I could. I know we could. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please email me, steve at filofaxi.com with your ideas. Thank you.